Welcome to the Fit Strength Performance Podcast, where you will be informed, educated, and empowered in order to take charge and take action so you can reach your athletic and or fitness goals. The only way for you to get stronger, faster, and better conditioned is to be consistent every day, all year long, doing things that will ensure your mind and body are strong and resilient. If you're ready to make changes, then let's go. Hey, what's going on? So today, um, today I want to talk about in-season training. Basketball season starts today. If you're listening, um, this probably will be pushed out on Wednesday, the 15th. It is November 13th right now. And where I live, high school, you know, JV and varsity starts today. Today's the first day of tryouts. Um, So when we talk about in-season training, you know, when we have to first identify is you know, have athletes been training, you know, that's number one, because if you haven't been training, right, this idea of should you train in season, um, you know, is still very important. But again, at the same time, it's obsolete, because you haven't even developed any type of base, any type of habit um, to enhance your abilities in the weight room. Um, And more than likely, if you haven't, you know, trained at all in the off season, Right, you're probably undersized. You're probably li- you're probably limited in speed and strength and explosiveness. Right, so the question is, you know, what 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 are your intentions as far as being a basketball player if you didn't even train in the off season consistently? Right, I'm not talking about hey, you know, back in June and July I did this weightlifting program for two months and I haven't done anything since. You know, whether you've been injured or um, what what may have you, you know, that that's a red flag too to, in today's day and age when it comes to athletic enhancement. Um, so I am assuming that if you are a parent or an athlete listening to this, right, you, you've trained in the off season and now you're wondering, you're like, should I keep training once the season begins? And the answer is 100%, you know, and when I say that people kind of, you know, freak out, they're like, yeah, but when I'm training in the off season, I'm tired, I'm sore, right? And I I, I have more time. Now the season begins and I don't have any time. So, you know, first and foremost, I hope your basketball coach, you know, or your school has a strength and conditioning coach and your basketball coach values the benefits of, you know, at most maintaining your strength, right? And understands that there is value in terms of improving athleticism um, and then mitigating chances of an injury by continuing your strength training. Um, so that's already embedded in your weekly plan. Um, but if not, if you got to do this on your own, right, this, these are, this is what I think, right? So here are going to be, um, you know, five main reasons why you should train in season. Um, number one, it helps when the off season enters that you still have a base, you still have a foundation, you still have some relative strength and, and, um, you know, you're not injured, you know, to the point where you need to take months off, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, the example I always give is, you know, if, if you're an athlete, let's say, you know, last, you know, Thursday, you went to your gym and you, you tested out some numbers, right? Whether it was your vertical, say it was a trap or deadlift, even if it was, you know, some upper lower body output um, or speed, you know, right? Let's say for a simple, you know, equation, right? Your trap bar deadlift, you hit, you know, 330 for five reps. Right. So let's say that your estimated one rep max becomes 360. You know, we, we don't really test that one rep. But if we look at the five reps, dot, 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 et cetera, et cetera, you know, it's like 360 called that. 
And let's say you have a whole basketball season and you do no lifting. And then, you know, within the first month of off season, you know, let's say March to April, you take off starting in April, you build up, you know, so at the end of April, you retest, let's say you're only at, you know, two, you know, you're at 250, 275. Right now, you have to spend another 12 to 24 weeks, depending on what your off season calendar looks like with AAU to get back to the strength that you were at the at the previous um, start of your season versus if you in-season train um, and let's say you maxed at 360 and you stuck between that 80 to 90 percent, um, you know, training percentage. And when you're in the weight room, you, you know, let's say in the first month, right, you hit like, you know, 85, 90% of that trap bar deadlift, you know, one or two reps, whatever it might be, feeling smooth. And then you just kept maintaining that, you know, 80% shouldn't be difficult for two reps for, 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 you know, a, a pretty well-trained athlete, right? So let's say you just keep doing that. And let's say, you know, you, you're hitting between, you know, you're maintaining between 275 and 315 in your trap bar deadlift all off season. And then, you know, you feel great going into that first phase of your off season. And let's say at the end of March, you kind of retest that trap bar deadlift. Let's say you're at 315, you know, for three reps and it felt easy. Or even if it was difficult, you're only 15 pounds behind what you were for, you know, five months ago. So the question is now, or I hope you're wondering, like, where could I be now this next off season? Right. So that's the first main reason is it helps with the off season um, to to get better prepared for the following season. If you maintain your strength, you maintain movement quality. Um, so then number two is you maintain movement quality. You maintain some level of that mobility slash flexibility continuum, you know, because you're training your body, you know, you're, you're not just getting stuck in these basketball specific spaces where those spaces are, you know, you're, you're low, you're wide, you're very externally rotated, your ankles are very stiff just because the nature of, you know, how you're jumping, you know, you know, you're not really getting in these deep knee flex uh, positions. You're not really flexing at the ankle. Um, you know, you're, you're constantly, um, you know, flexing at the hips. So those, you know, hip flexors are tight, the rectus femoris, your psoas, you know, your, your piriformis, you know, all those muscles are really, really tight. And that's where, you know, in a, in a given season, I know there's baseball studies that show like there's crazy changes of not only arm position for pitchers where they're releasing the baseball, but also the range of motion internally and externally at the shoulder. So the, the same thing can be assumed with a basketball player, right? If you really were diligent about stretching and mobility and training in the offseason and you were having good mobility ranges and getting into good positions – over time, naturally, you're going to decline because you're just playing a lot of basketball every single day for five straight months, right? That there's good, no one's going to maintain, you know, every possible, um, you know, mobility position, strength, output. This is not possible. Um, so it's nat naturally you're going to decline. But if you maintain a strong off-season program that, that encompasses deeper range mobility movements, whether it's in your movement prep, or even in your strength training movement, whether you're doing, you know, rear foot elevated split squats, front foot elevated split squats, even deep range of motion push-ups to make sure that the upper body is staying mobile. Um, you know, you're going you're gonna to mitigate chances of these injuries, which will maintain your overall ability, performance, inputs, outputs, 
um, you know, things like that, especially if you're working on feet and balance. Um, so doing things barefoot, continuing strengthening the feet, right? You're going to still maintain a good level of mobility and flexibility um, and movement competency, um, you know, that'll assist you throughout the year. So you're performing at a high level, mitigating chances of an injury. Um, and then number three, right? Mitigating chances of an injury, right? I know we can't really predict when an injury is going to occur. And then also we cannot just um, guarantee that you'll never get injured, right? A coach asked me this question the other day. He's like, hey, what's the one exercise we can do in a warm-up that, that's going to prevent an injury, right? That, you know, really that's impossible. There isn't this one exercise because if there was, everyone would be doing it and no one would be getting hurt. There's too many ifs, ands, buts when it comes to playing basketball in a, uh, you know, out of control, you know, physical game, you know, where someone's footsteps underneath you, you know, right. If you're a student athlete, you're sitting in class all day, whether it's high school or college, um, you know, there's just some things that are, that are, un, that aren't predictable, right. If natural stressors, you know, tests, girlfriend, boyfriend, breaking up with you, um, you know, stuff going on at home, you know, right. Like there's a lot of things that, be, that can be going on that can influence an injury. Um, but if you maintain, you know, your strength, if you maintain a level of movement competency, if you are doing plyos in the off season or in the in season during those training, right, you're maintaining a level of output that can match the output and inputs that you're going to be giving in a basketball game because adrenaline is going to be high during a game, right? So that means that you're going to be performing at a high level. So if you can mimic some of that in the training environment, you know, you know, something as simple as doing like some, you know, trap bar deadlift jump, something fast, something repetitive, right? Something that's still challenging the tissues. Um, so the tissues are durable and ready to uh, be explosive and elastic, right? That can prevent, or, or I'm sorry, that can mitigate a chance of an injury, especially with those high, you know, your high minute players, because we need those tendons to be strong and durable and robust and able to maintain a whole season. Um, so there isn't this one, you know, movement to do. There are these things that are best practices. And one of them is just maintaining a level of strength, maintaining a level of mobility. And a lot of that derives from if you're, you know, if you're undergoing a good off season program. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I value athletes. I value, um, in season training, you know, for that reason of, you know, mitigating, a chance of an injury. And, you know, that fourth, that fourth reason, right? It, it maintains a good habit, you know, exercising, working out, being a multi-dimensional athlete, right? All of that, um, you know, is influenced by, you know, not just playing basketball, but also what you're doing in the weight room. And if you're doing it correctly, where you're not, you know, walking out with aches and pains, right? That's a lifelong habit that you don't want to lose. So you don't want to go five months without doing it because then it's that much harder when the season ends to pick that habit back up. You know, basketball players have no problem playing 12 months out of the year because there's never a, a stoppage. You go from the season to AAU season to camp season to, you know, your, your high school basketball, you know, summer league, fall league, skill session, pickup, there's never a, a lull in that habit that goes for all sports 
But when it comes to being consistent in the weight room, and I'm not talking six days a week, in-season training is not six days a week. You know, it, it looks like anywhere from one to three, depending on, excuse me, depending on the time that you have allotted to doing a, an in-season program. Um, you know, so, so that's just where like, you know, training once or twice a week in the in-season is, is still super valuable in maintaining that habit. Um, you know, so that's going to be the fourth reason. The fifth and final reason, you know, you, you can you can increase your athleticism still if you're doing something that's actually challenging your central nervous system. Because you got to remember, you are now going to be playing two to three hours of basketball a day. You know, practices might be two hours, but a lot of kids get there 30 minutes before, you know, hopefully they're stretching and prepping their body and then they're getting shots up, maybe doing some ball handling. And then a lot of kids stay another 30 to 45 minutes afterwards. You're right, so you're logging in, you know, almost 18 hours of basketball per week for five straight months, which is a lot. And I'm not here to argue if that's good or bad. It is what it is. Um, but over time, if you start, um, you know, draining your nervous system, you know, that, that can deplete your, your, your ability to be explosive. And that's where training in the weight room by maintaining your strength. So you now have good force output and then doing something that's keeping, you know, your Achilles tendon strong and durable and elastic, your quad tendon strong and durable and elastic, keeping your hips moving well. All of that in conjunction with playing a lot of basketball right, can improve your athleticism, right? I always feel super athletic after, you know, an hour of playing basketball. And then during the basketball season when I was playing college ball, right, I always felt most athletic, you know, in the, you know, as we got a month or two in the season, my conditioning improved. So then maintaining strength and then maintaining some level of athleticism, right? This is, um, this is how you really see enhancements in your overall ability, right? So those are those five reasons why I believe athletes should train in season. Um, you know, a lot, some extra credit pieces are maintaining weight, right? A lot of athletes, you're going to lose anywhere from eight to 12 pounds throughout the season. You know, so as long as your nutrition is, you know, your, your nutrition is, is sound and you're lifting weights, right? I don't want to see an athlete who worked really hard to get to 180 pounds and all of a sudden, you know, middle of the season, end of the season, they're down to 162, right? Because now they're going to go right into AEU season, right? But if you're an athlete that, you know, started at 180 and you dropped to 170, 172, right? That, I mean, that's, that's not as complicated to gain those eight pounds, you know, because one, when this basketball season ends, you're not burning as many calories, um, right? So that, that's another value in training and season to maintain strength, to maintain muscular size. So now you're not losing weight. And then, you know, another extra credit piece is, you know, you young athletes who never have worked out before, this is where it's really fun to train in season because you can get better. You can get stronger, faster, more athletic, you know, better on defense. You know, any aches and pains you may be experiencing, you can alleviate those if your training program is appropriate. Um, right. So that's the great thing that if you are a novice, you don't really lift weights. If you train in season, you're going to see great improvements. You're going to see yourself get stronger. You're going to see yourself get bigger. You know, you're going to get faster. You're going to get more explosive. You're going to get quicker. Um, for older athletes, right, hopefully you've already, you know, achieved those, those results, but now you want to maintain them and you don't want to go down with an injury because now you're sidelined. Um, you know, so those are those five main reasons why I believe 
in-season training is so extremely important. Um, thanks for tuning in. You know, real quick, we have an in-season program. So if you're in the Rochester area, if you, you know, are a basketball player in season, you know, we have a great option to train in season. If you're interested in learning more about that option, all you have to do is email info at fit-strength.com. That's I-N-F-O at F-I-T hyphen strength, S-T-R-E-N-G-T-H.com. All right, I'm out. Thanks for tuning in. For, for you hoopers, you know, get after it. Enjoy the start of the season. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope this episode helped you get one step closer to reaching your goals. Real quick, if you enjoyed what you heard and believe this is valuable information, please like, comment, and share. There's no paid marketing with this with this podcast. So the only way to get this information out and to help this podcast grow is if you share this with a teammate, uh, a coach, an uh, athlete that you know is looking to advance their performance. So again, please like, share, and comment. I'm doing this just to help the masses And help athletes, coaches, parents just get to the next level. Do it in a healthy way, in a way that's going to prolong athletic development and athletes' careers. So thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the show.